Hey everyone, welcome back to Pretending with Dice. As always, I'm your host and game master, AJ. Uh, before we get into today's episode, I just want to thank all of you who tuned in last week for the bonus world building episode that we did as part of World Anvil's uh, Summer Camp 2019 Community Challenge. Uh, we're going to be doing another world building episode next week as well, uh, also as part of the challenge. Uh, all about this time the event that we've kind of alluded to in our D&D storylines a couple of times, uh, known as the Demon War. Uh, that bonus episode will be going up as usual next Thursday, the 25th of July, so stay tuned for that. Uh, the second announcement today that I want to uh, want to put out before we get going is uh, something that I've kind of also alluded to before. Uh, we're going to be doing a bonus Q&A episode very soon with our Call of Cthulhu cast, and we want your questions. Uh, as this episode uh, today is the final chapter of our Cthulhu storyline, uh, now is really the best time to ask you all for your questions and whatnot. Uh, they can be anything to do with this story, and you can get them to us on any of our social media platforms. Uh, send us a tweet, leave us a comment on Facebook, or if you prefer to remain anonymous, um, feel free to send us uh, your questions in a private message form on uh, either of those platforms or just email them to us at pretendingwithdice at outlook.com. Uh, the cutoff for question submissions is going to be a couple of weeks away, so you've got a bit of time, uh, but get them to us before Saturday the 3rd of August um, just to make sure that you, uh, you submit them on time. Alright then, so before we get into this, the finale of our Call of Cthulhu story, uh, let's recap the events which brought us to this point. So, the year is 1934, and we met our three adventurers, Barnard Hardcastle, Madame Sway, and Alistair Fentworth, as they arrive in the small seaside town of Twynham-on-Sea by train, each with their own reasons for making the trip. Uh, Barnard was visiting an old war comrade, Jenkins, who was undergoing uh, treatment in the town sanitarium. Uh, Madame Sway, an entertainer, was looking for work at the town's theatre and a fresh start in the new town. And Alistair, who had visited the town as a young man, uh, was attending a theatrical performance of Shakespeare's The Tempest, in which an old family friend had a starring role. Uh, they immediately all uh, picked up a kind of a strange vibe to the town, and the morning after arrival, Madame Sway stumbled across a crime scene in the church uh, where the parish verger had been brutally murdered. Alistair and Barnard investigated further and found the body to have been horrifically mutilated by something unknown. Uh, trying to put the terrible sight behind them, however, they all made plans to attend the following day's performance of The Tempest together. Uh, this performance, however, was interrupted by a dead body falling from the rafters as the play returned from intermission, with a similar wound on it to the murdered verger. Uh, while Barnard and Madame Sway spoke to the police, following the clues, Alistair made his way to the field at the back of the theatre. There he found one of the actors clinging to life, having suffered yet another very similar wound to his abdomen. Before he could raise the alarm, however, he was confronted by a horrific, strange, claw-handed creature, and, unable to process what was in front of him, fainted dead away. Uh, found several minutes later by the other two, he was very shaken and had no memory of the night's events. Uh, initially, suspected by the police of being the perpetrator of the murders, they eventually were convinced to allow Alistair to recuperate and visit the police station in the morning to explain his side of the story. Uh, his memories returned as he slept, and after relaying what he had seen behind uh, the theatre to the other two, uh, they all agreed that the police would most likely not believe Alistair's story, and they should provide some kind of alibi to avoid arrest. As it turned out, the police inspector didn't even really fully believe the story that Madame Sway and Alistair fed to him, but without enough evidence for an arrest, to just simply told them not to leave town. 
after that, the three of them journeyed to the town sanitarium uh, to search for more clues and so that Barnard could check in on his friend Jenkins. Uh, there, he found Jenkins in a terrible state, having undergone uh, dangerous and seemingly unnecessary surgery to remove his liver, overseen by the owner of the sanitarium, Dr. Quartley. Madame Sway uh, found records of the town's major landowners, the Druitt family, uh, which indicated that the current head of the household, Lady Druitt, had received numerous visits from the doctor over the last few years with no recorded reason. And also, forced to hide, uh, Alistair was witness to yet another of these liver removal operations. Later reconvening and agreeing that questioning the doctor seemed of paramount concern, uh, the trio learned that the doctor had just left the premises, and Barnard uh, threatened a staffer at the, at the sanitarium until they re revealed the doctor's home address. Uh, Travelling there, they found only the doctor's housekeeper, and after an ill-advised attempt to break in to search for more evidence, were forced to flee into the woods. All the clues as to unravelling the mystery of the murders and the monster plaguing Twinamon Sea led them then to the manor house of the Druitt family. Uh, Madame Sway provided a distraction by playing the role of a distressed crime victim, uh, begging for help at the front door, which allowed Alistair and Barnard to sneak around the side of the house. There they discovered a large arboretum with a covered well in its centre, and as they were investigating were forced to hide from the sudden arrival of Lady Druitt, Dr Quartley, and a sanitarium porter carrying a sealed case. So, <laughs> eventually, that's what got us here. So, without any further ado, let's begin today's episode. Enjoy. Benjamin, Dr. Quarterly is here with your dinner. So after hearing this, the two of you, hidden from view, but you also can't see what's going on, um, what would you like to do? In my pocket, I have a shaving-slash-grooming kit, which presumably has a mirror inside of it. I would like to pull out that mirror and try and catch an angle to get a glimpse of what's happening. Sort of looking around the corner. Yeah, yeah, like like a prisoner flicking the uh, the mirror out of the cage to to get a look around the corner, kind of a deal. Okay, I think I think for this, um, if you make a, if we just make a dexterity check because you're kind of trying to keep it a little bit hidden, but also sort of find the right angle, if that makes sense. Yeah, just straight dexterity. You're aiming for under seventy. One hundred. 17. 17, yeah, yeah, no problem for Barnard. Um, I mean, you were aiming for under 70, so we'll call that a, um, actually, I mean, that would, I think, be a critical success. Ooh, sweet. I see everything. Yeah. Uh, you, you just kind of get this sort of sweet spot where you can kind of hold the mirror to just where you're sort of still hidden under, like, the corner of the bush. So sort of from, from head height on the other side, you'd have to be specifically looking for it, but you, from where you're hidden, get a good view kind of round the corner. You see a very large man in a hospital orderly's uniform uh, standing there holding a case, which 
you recognise being very similar to the case that you saw what very well could be the same man loading into a car um, the previous t- uh, time that you had gone to the sanitarium when you had first seen the um, the doctor. Stood in front of him is a middle-aged lady, quite well-dressed, and on her arm is a man that you recognise uh, from his portrait and from seeing him um, but not interacting with him, uh, Dr. Quartley. And they're standing in front of the well, uh, which has had uh, the wooden sort of shutters that were covering it when you came into the um, into the Arboretum. The, the shutters have been removed. Okay. Uh, with the way that me, uh, that Bonnard and Alistair are crouched down behind this bush, can Alistair get an eyeline on this mirror to see what's happening? It's going to be tricky. Because I would think if it's like just sort of like a shaving kit mirror, it's only going to be like a little sort of handheld little yeah, thing. Yeah, palm thing. You could do it if you sort of awkwardly kind of swap places with them, I suppose. Okay, I'm, I'm just thinking about how to relay this information. Right now, all that Barnard can do is kind of turn around and give a wide-eyed expression. Yeah, yeah. Which is what he's doing, by the way. He's, he's, he's glanced away from the mirror to look over at Alistair and is, is giving a kind of look of, like, something's happening and it's it's important, you know, but I don't know what to do. Hmm. Alistair recognises the look and just goes with it. Yeah. I'm also so, focused on trying to stay as quiet as possible. Okay, so mm. you, are you fussed about looking in the no, mirror we'll, or are you just going to... Um... No. Okay. At this point, I'm just conscious of the fact that if we do give any slight movement might give us away yeah i mean you're kind of you're sort of a little limited you kind of crouch right next to this bush which is in a sort of kind of soil sort of bedding um but the paths going around the arboretum are gravel so that i mean you've got to be a little bit careful about moving about in them yeah well i'll go back to looking through the mirror then i guess and uh try and glean some more of what's happening so you you've heard the her voice which you you would now that you've seen the uh, the lady you would guess from her dress and and just the general kind of context clues that she is this uh, lady druid you've heard the name of but not seen up till now she's standing as i say right in front of the well there's a pause of i want to say 10 15 seconds but they're all just standing there and you hear a getting louder kind of scraping noise sounds to be seems to be coming from the well itself from your angle with the mirror it's a little tricky to sort of see into the into the well like i say you, you kind of you haven't got a full view of everything uh-huh. but you can you know because you're having to keep the mirror kind of low to keep it hidden but it definitely seems like there's some something going on there from the angle that you're at, can I get an intelligence check actually, just to see what, see if you can sort of spot it? Because it's quite a small. I'd say if, the, if, it's a, if it's like a shaving kit mirror, you know, it's it's kind of small. Oh, no, I'm too thick for that. So yeah, you're you're a little bit too. Um, what did you get? You uh, you got a 95, which is <laughs> pretty bad. Luckily, you were just. It was a see if you can see it check rather than a juggle something spiky check or whatever. Um, <laughs> the uh, yeah, I mean you're, you're kind of still a little bit focused on the um, on the people you can see to, to notice uh, anything actually sort of visible in the you know from your angle at the well itself. You can definitely uh-huh. you can hear this kind of getting louder sort of scraping noise, and at this moment the um, the doctor turns around and orderly standing there holding the case. The doctor flips open 
the case and pulls out you don't get a great look at it but it could just be it could be meat you're not sure um, especially not with a 95 you're not sure <laughs> um, <laughs> head sort of um, a little bit kind of bowed towards the the uh, the lady he um, who nods to him he um, just drops it over, over the edge of the well out of sight well grimacing going to turn back to Alistair and kind of gesture to pass the mirror and try and shuffle a little bit if possible to swap places so he can have a look himself because I can't see what's happening but I'm definitely being grossed out right now Alistair will attempt a shuffle okay all right remember I'm a stocky guy gravel probably (laughs) will run (laughs) okay well I think this is gonna I mean this is an awkward thing we are definitely going to die yeah, I was I was gonna say do a stealth check, but I think this is almost just a little bit of kind of dexterity because you're just kind of. Mm. I mean, maybe a stealth check would be right actually, but it, it is harder for you to do a, a stealth st- check than a, a dex a, check. A stealth sterity check. Is that is that a thing? It, it could be. Um, well, it's better than death check. You know what? This is more like a yeah. This is more of a kind of like slight kind of acrobaticy sort of. You're trying to awkwardly place yourself I think yeah I mean you okay we'll just do a dexterity check I was gonna say I'm kind of picturing it in my mind that you're not on the gravel right you're just kind of on like a sort of in the sort of dirt mm. so I think we're, we're just, gonna have to get very close to move around each other is what I'm assuming yeah here. Like, this is two guys are kind of gonna have to hug and then shuffle around swap places it's or the, something along yeah, that line yeah the awkward like, like you're, you're, I didn't realise it was that kind of establishment you're two, you're two very guys very delicate dance <laughs> two guys in a one man tent trying to swap places basically right. can I actually can I get that check from both of you right okie doke uh, oh dear 95 <laughs> oh dear shit 85 you have both oh, failed. Dear. Okay. Oh. oh dear. Very bad. You're both fairly dexterous despite your size. You're a little bit stressed out yeah. at the moment. You know, this is a very tense situation. And you're, as you're trying to sort of awkwardly kind of hand Alice to the mirror, Barnard, you know, it, it's quite tough for you because you need to you walk on your cane and that. You just kind of slip and your leg kicks into the gravel. At the same time, Alistair, you also slip. And um, unseen by you because the you know you're kind of in a pile now. The uh, the three people turn towards the rhododendron bush. I, I was going to say, as we're in the pile, I want to reach in. Uh, Barnard's going to reach into his pocket, pull out his gun as quickly as possible, and kind of flash Alistair a look as if to say, like, "You've got a, your gun, right?" And then see what reaction is. Alistair responds by sort of reaching for his gun. He does have it on him. Okay. Madam Sway, you are in the foyer. Um, oh my god! <laughs> uh, you're in the foyer of the mansion still with the um, with the butler who's sort of standing there. There's a different sort of feeling of unease about him now. He keeps kind of glancing towards um, the curtain at the back which was pulled aside by the um, by the part the party that went outside, um, he's sort of glancing at that and a little bit kind of glancing at you. You would maybe get the you almost get the feeling like he's a little worried that you're here at this time. Because it's feeding time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Um, what would you like to do? 
Is he still in the actual room with me? Yeah. Yeah, he's kind of. He's not really pacing around, but he's sort of. He's kind of on the verge of sort of fidgeting, if you know what I mean. He keeps kind of sort of Mm. slightly kind of. You catch him sort of glancing at the back door and then back at you, and he does. Mm. He, 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 can, he sort of seems like he's trying to hide like a, a worried look from coming onto his face, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, excuse me, sir. You've been awfully kind so far. Might I, I trouble you for a cup of tea? Oh, a cup of... Well, yes, of, um, yeah, maybe... Uh, very well, uh, give me, uh, give me just a minute. I will, uh, I, I will be back. Um, please do not leave the... Could you? I, I might I ask? Could you direct me to the, the restroom that I can just wash, wipe my face? I, I I promise you, I'll be straight back. I promise you. Make a because he was just saying, don't leave the foyer. Yeah. Um, can you make a persuade check for me? Fifty-five. Fifty-five. No, he sort of you. You kind of cut him off as he was saying, don't leave the foyer, and he sort of kind of frowns. He says, well. I'm. I'm afraid. Uh, I mean, I can bring you a um a towel or a handkerchief to to wipe your face here, but I would rather you not uh, leave this area of the house. Uh, very well. Thank. Thank you. Thank you. For your kindness. Yeah, and he steps back through the door that he previously had gone through. As as it closes, as it sort of opens, you can see it does look a bit like like it's sort of leading into kind of like a kitcheny sort of area. Mm. Um, but the door does close behind him. She is going to quickly get to her feet mm-hmm. and quite. Uh, as softly as she can make her way to the, the door to check the window, through the window to see if she can see anything <laughs> can, I get a, can I just get a stealth check from you as well? 23, 23. Okay, that's, that's pretty good <laughs> uh, so you're aiming for 20, 23 I'm, go- yeah, I'm gonna say that yeah, with all of the um, with, with his personal sort of stress and the fact that he's sort of trying to awkwardly kind of make you a, a cup of tea you're able to be quiet enough to sneak over to the window and pull the curtain aside. You can see that it leads... Um, well, right behind the curtain, there is a, a door, um, an exterior door. From the door, there's a pathway leading to a quite large greenhouse sort of arboretum thing, you would guess, from the mm. from the looks of the plants inside. It's, it's a little tough to sort of see from where you are what's going on inside, Partially because the the glass exterior is reflecting clouds above. In fact, actually, as you look, it does. You, you do note sort of spots of rain starting to come down as well, which is not helping things. But you would guess that that's where the the party of three that passed uh, have gone out to. Okay, she's going to look behind her. She's just going to check that he isn't coming straight through the door and pop through the curtain into the garden. Then um, taking out a cigarette. Mm-hmm. Just in her hands, so that if he does catch her out here, she'll just explain that she's having a cigarette and didn't feel it was appropriate to smoke indoors. Okay, all right. And came out into the garden. Yeah. But she's going to look around stealthily as possible, trying to find uh, Alistair and Bernard. Okay, I like the alibi. <laughs> um, <laughs> she needs to have it out. She needs yeah, to have yeah, it yeah. out. Okay, she needs so- to have yeah, I think with the 23, we'll just say that, yeah, you kind of, as part of this sort of first look, I won't make you roll another stealth check to open the door. But can I get an intelligence check to sort of just look around your surroundings um, to see if you can see them from where you are? 78. Okay, and you were aiming for 50. So, no, I mean, you could just about, just about with that make out a sort of vague suggestion that there might be some people standing in the 
in the greenhouse, but looking around, you can't see any signs of Alistair and uh, Barnard. Blast, where are they? <laughs> she wouldn't want to go too far away from the door because that would appear even more suspicious. She's very aware that she's in a very difficult position, so she can't, in character, she wouldn't really want to venture too far. Mm. Um. I guess especially not knowing where the other two are as well. Yeah, and knowing that there are figures there, there are people there, but she doesn't know if they're friends or foe. Yeah, it's just, so. especially like I say, with, with the kind of reflection of the, of the sky and, and stuff on the glass, it's quite shiny. It's You can definitely feel as you step outside, it's, you know, it's starting to rain. Okay, with that in mind, then she's just going to reaffirm her alibi and light up a cigarette and just try and be patient and hopefully something jumps out at her. Okay, so in a um, in another tense cut between scenes, Alistair and Varnard, you are you have weapons drawn, feeling a little bit silly for making a noise. What are you doing? Well, Alistair is going to stay still okay. for a moment, and he's going to wait to to hear if there's any movement towards the bushes, mm-hmm. anything like that. With any, you know, he's hoping potentially they'll ignore what just happened and assume it's a rat or something okay but your guns in hand and everything yeah yeah okay Barnard? yeah i i think barnard's gonna do likewise sensing a lack of movement and obviously the, the noise we've just made is caused to tense up and freeze so yeah likewise gonna stay kind of frozen in position gripping the gun handle and awaiting the next indication of movement from the uh, the group okay the tense moment seems to stretch on as the two of you kind of quickly kind of glancing between each other, both with your hands on your weapons. I think Barnard is kind of a little bit more awkward physically for you because you've sort of sp- slipped. I mean, you both kind of slipped, but Barnard, you need the, the walking stick, don't you? So mm-hmm. it's a very, very tense silence. And then you hear a crunch of gravel as footsteps start making their way in your direction. Okay. How, how much space is there between us and them? You weren't far from them. You were maybe 25, 30 feet from them. Okay. Is the gravel path within arm's reach? If if one of us has hit a foot or something when we fell over, mm-hmm. I would presume so. Can, can I grab a bit of gravel really quickly? Yeah, yeah. And I want to try and throw it past them, but not at them, sort of like off to the side, so it's going to create a, a distracting noise sort of like behind them, if you know what I mean. Okay. So they're walking um, towards us. I want to go, say, over their left shoulder to try and maybe hit a pane of glass with one of the stones that I'm about to throw. Are you trying to stay hidden while you're throwing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. This is difficult without the visual of exactly yeah, how we're yeah, behind I'm, this just, I'm just kind of picturing it's where you said past them and, like, over their shoulder. I'm kind of thinking, like, how would you do this without them seeing the stone? Well, I, I, I think what I mean is more like... We know the direction they're coming from. Yeah. To say I, I've triangulated that sound, I want to throw it to the left of that sound source so that I'm, I'm presumably, I say over the shoulder, presumably going past them in some way, shape or form, giving the indication that something is making noise on the other side of the arboretum right now. Okay. That maybe it's a rat that scurried past or something like that. But All right. Something to try and pull their attention away from where we are, right? Sure. Okay. This might be. I'm just thinking. So it'd be. It would probably be more of like a sort of sideways, sort of throw. Yeah. You know what? As per usual, we'll just go with a dex check. <laughs> cool. 
today. Once again, Barnard's luck is not with him. You are not rolling well today. I mean, you would be if we oh, were aiming dear. for high numbers. I don't think Barnard has rolled well on anything so far. <laughs> Failed every intelligence check going. 97, and oh. you, you were aiming for under 70. So, <laughs> you throw the stone. It is very visible that you are throwing a stone from behind this bush. <laughs> <laughs> and you hear little more than a whisper the the lady's voice again she says Benjamin there's someone here with us and you hear begin to hear that scraping noise getting louder and louder again um Barnard flashes a look at Alistair to see what he makes of the situation Alistair looks back at Bernard thinking <laughs> you're the military man what, the, what do we do but you're thinking that quite loudly yeah I don't, <laughs> well, this is, I don't think the look of like, like the kind of look I'm giving is sort of like it's more of like a, I don't know what do you do what do you think what kind of look rather than an exactly <laughs> okay yeah right yeah being caught okay. with your you've been caught with your hand in the cookie jar yeah mm, basically yeah basically. reading that is you fucked it all up take charge Barnard <laughs> is going to stand up um, and address the group. I'm assuming I stand up from behind the bush and am now fully visible to these yep, people. Yeah, sure. So yeah, yeah, right, right in front, like almost about to come around the bush was um, the the orderly. The doctor is sort of not right behind him, but is also between him and the the lady. Um, you can still hear that that sort of scraping noise, and it's still getting louder as you stand up. Okay. So as he stands up to address the group, uh, one hand leaning on the cane, and the other holding the gun. Oh, I should have given a little... <laughs> I want to tell Alistair not to get up, but at the same time I've just gotten up and now can't gesture down to him without it being obvious. Okay, I will say it real quick then. So as you stand up, the um, the orderly kind of, he sort of stops in his tracks and he looks a bit sort of taken aback, almost as if he didn't really think there was anyone there. But then he's surprised at you popping up. And the doctor says, Who on earth are you? The um, The lady is quiet. I'm a friend of Jenkins, and I cock the pistol in a kind of intimidating way. <laughs> I'm a friend out of... from behind the bush and stop and uh, point it at the orderly to get him to back up with the rest of the group. Okay, so sort of waving at him, like, go on over there. Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. Uh, okay, real quick then. So you're staying down, Alistair. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, the orderly. Um... The orderly puts his hands up. He's, he's put. You notice the case is already on the ground next to the doctor, so he's put it down before coming to towards the bush. He puts his hand up, hands up, and sort of starts backing away. Madam Sway, outside, you hear what sounds like somebody hitting the um, the inside of the of the um, of the greenhouse with a stone or something. Let's go to the doorway of the arbitorium. So yeah, okay. You reach the doorway. Inside, you can see uh, a well. Um, next to the well is the uh, the lady that you saw earlier, and the doctor. A little off to the left, with his hands up, backing away from what appears to be Barnard standing behind a bush, holding his gun. Uh, is the orderly? Bernard, what's going on? Barnard, you see Madame Sway in the doorway. Uh, things have taken a turn, Madame Sway. You have your weapon about you. Yes, are you all right? Might I suggest her. you draw it and point it at these uh, these scoundrels? Very well. She's going to reach for her gun and point it. Is Alistair all right? Is he with you? <laughs> Way to blow I the cover. Have said that, yeah. <laughs> no, no, it's great. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> 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 Shrugging like, well, oh, okay. 
in fact, no, no. Her intelligence is fifty. Yeah, she no, is stupid you, at times. You, you, <laughs> you can't see Alistair from where you are, so it's a perfectly valid question. You you don't know where he is. Barnard narrows his eyes and looks and goes, "I've no idea where our friend is." Oh, then <laughs> oh, perhaps he'll join us soon then. Uh, turning back towards the group then, sure, and brandishing the gun. Yep. Gesturing towards Dr. Quartzley, mm -hmm. Barnard points the gun at him and says, I have every reason to believe you've performed an unnecessary operation on my friend Jenkins. Now what the hell is going on here? This seems like what the hell is in that well? Okay, are you trying to intimidate him? Mm-hmm. Okay, can you make an intimidate check? <laughs> Is that another 95? I'm all about the 90s today, guys. <laughs> that's my th that's my third 95. Yeah, you're doing well. In one session. <laughs> the doctor sort of gets this sort of little smile. A little, not more of a smirk. Just sort of says, you wouldn't understand. That uh, operation may have been unnecessary for your friend, but doesn't necessarily mean it was unnecessary. What the hell do you mean by that man? Pointing the gun at the orderly, I'm going to gesture and say, You, over to the well. Okay. And, uh, yeah, I want to see what happens. Make another intimidate check. The orderly's already got his hands up, but he, he sort of... He kind of looks back to the, uh... Hey. 33, okay. Yeah, so the orderly kind of looks back to the doctor, and then he looks at the well, and you can tell he just sort of... You know, he didn't seem too afraid, really, but then you pulled the gun on him and he's sort of wary, sort of like giving it a little sort of like, whoa, whoa, whoa. But then when you said get back to the well, he sort of genuinely looks a bit more afraid than he had before, if that makes sense. But he does start backing towards the well, but he's sort of, he's kind of keeping it, keeping an eye on it, if that makes sense. Now that I'm stood, can I see anything more of what's in that well or any more detailed of uh, the circumstance? I can tell it's check for me. Oh, once again, high stress situation. Oh, for that. High stress situation. I mean, you get a, a quick glance, and it just you know the it's it's just dark beneath the the rim where you are. I mean, you're still kind of a little ways from it. You know, you're still mm -hmm. behind the bush. So um, yeah, it's tough to see anything more. I mean, you can you can now sort of see over the lip, um, but it's just dark from from where you're standing. Uh, Alistair at this point is slowly getting himself into a, a posture where he can stand up, gun pointed if not, if he feels the moment. Mm -hmm. So sort of going right, from it's... fallen over to maybe yeah. to maybe on a knee. I'm gradu I've gradually moved onto, yeah. onto a knee. Okay. Um, I'm still waiting for on a moment to appear. Mm -hmm. If at any point the group gets particularly cocky, I'll think right. That's a good point to add to the numbers because I'll catch them by surprise if they assume that there's only Sway and Bernard okay. at the moment. Yeah. All right. So I'm sort of biding my time at this All right. stage. So the um, the orderly is sort of still backing away, the gravel crunching him under his feet, and you begin to hear now the sounds. You still hear this kind of scraping, now mixed with the sounds of rain on the glass above. The orderly is looking, you can see sort of sweat beginning to kind of bead on his, his forehead as he's getting closer and closer to the um, the well. Seems a little unwilling to get within about five feet of it. What is Lady Druid doing as this is happening? She seems to be sort of looking between you and the well. 
but is still staying sort of silent. She hasn't moved from where she was stood. She's got her kind of her hands kind of folded. Again, she doesn't look particularly tense, if that makes sense. Like that, you know, she she was sort of initially surprised at you popping up, pointing a gun and whatnot. But she doesn't seem scared by the situation too much of a random man <laughs> appearing in her greenhouse and threatening her with a gun. Mm-hmm. She's she's kind of standing her ground and just kind of looking between you and and the well, like almost kind of watching the orderly getting close to the well, but not really saying anything. Okay. Uh, noting that then, Bernard's going to call out to her and say, You, lady of the house, you don't seem all that bothered by the fact that I'm pointing a gun around here. What the hell have you got in that well? You point the gun at her when you say this. Mm-hmm. Make, uh, make an intimidation check. 52. Passed. Um, yeah, so you've got her attention fully now. And she says, she sort of looks at you and a little bit sort of kind of taken aback, sort of almost as if this was the question of it hadn't really occurred to her before now says well Benjamin lives down there who on earth is Benjamin at this moment the orderly has sort of gotten about as close as he think you know <laughs> he's about five feet from it and he's looking kind of a little freaked out over the rim of the well a large set of clawed fingers suddenly kind of clamps over kind of almost like it's sort of about to pull itself up and then a second pair a second hands worth if that makes sense comes up and pushing itself up from the well is this large I mean you can't see its full height because it's still kind of pulling itself out but it's big you can tell it's big kind of hulking sort of moist uh, jaundiced beast pulls itself up it's kind of Gone, it's, it's got the face of of a young of a young man, a teenager, with completely pitch black eyes. And as it pulls itself clear um, of the well, kind of get sanity checks from <laughs> <laughs> Madame Sway and Barnard. And I'm going to roll one for the uh, orderly as well. Madame Sway, you're aiming for under 66. Barnard, you're aiming for under 42. Oh. Losing some sanity. <laughs> I'm definitely losing sanity. 46. No, you're aiming for under it. Oh, under it, sorry. So you're fine. Oh, oh okay. Okay, I'm, okay, Madam Sway, you're going to lose two sanity points. Yep. And Barnard. Did you roll 57 or am I. I did roll. I rolled 57, yep. I failed. Okay. So you failed, right, okay. So Barnard, you lose two plus another one, so that's three. Okay, so you don't. This creature is, I mean, you, you were kind of a little prepared from uh, Alistair's uh, description of it. But okay, so Madam Sway, you lose two, so you're down to 64. Barnard, you lose three, you're down to 39. Mm-hmm. Because you didn't lose, you, neither of you lost five in one go, you don't have, um, what's the name of it? Like temporary, it temporary, temporary insanity, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. That's this creature, and it's sort of towering even over this large orderly, and it kind of it grabs the orderly on the sole shoulder, and it, he screams as these talons kind of sink into him, and he sort of he just kind of crumples as this large sort of creature just kind of pushes him down into the ground. As this is happening, I would like the Barnard's going to shout out, "What manner of beast!" and unload around. Okay. Into it. All right. <laughs> Make a firearms check. Okie doke. Well, 
86. Once again. That is a but miss. I completely yeah. failed. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, you failed your sanity check, so, that's, I mean, this is... You know, you are freaked the hell out, and you, your shot goes wide on this uh, on this thing. Cracking uh, as a glass pane sort of behind it just explodes as your, your pistol round uh, smashes through it. And uh, the breeze from the outside, is the wind has picked up a bit now. It starts whistling through this hole in the glass. I think Madame Sway's a little bit cut off. Of, sort of, well, like she wasn't expecting that to come out of the well, so she's a bit caught off guard by that. She's like, oh, what the hell? But Bernard's reacted before her, so she's like, oh, should, should I shoot at it? Should we shoot at it? I don't know. She's a bit just like, oh. Okay, so you're not shooting at it, is that what you're saying? She's, she's kind of more like she wants to take t- turn tail and run, but her friends are over, her acquaintances are over there, and she's like, yeah, I'm not going to get far without them, so... Hmm. Is it too late for Alistair to stand up and join the combat? No, you can totally do that if you want. Right. We, we can say then that Madame Sway was caught off guard and didn't do anything. You just sort of caught as a sort of, oh god, what the hell is that? Sort of frozen in yeah, the moment sort like, of thing. Yeah, she's like, whoa! I think Alistair, he can't see what's come on thing, but... He, You've he, got a good idea, got a good yeah. Idea. <laughs> he, he, he's got a good idea that he's seen this thing before. Hmm. So at this point, I'm going to come up off of the one knee... Mm-hmm. To a stance, aim the gun, and prepare to fire. Okay, so we're looking for a 48 here. 48. Ooh, 26. 26 is a hit on this thing. Okay, so roll, uh, you don't get a damage bonus, but roll 1d8 damage on this. Five. Five damage. Okay. Alright, so I guess we're technically in a combat round here. So... The, um, the creature has been hit. Now, I think, if I read it right, combat order is determined just by order of dexterity. So, highest dexterity goes first, lowest dexterity goes last. Um, so, let's figure this out. So, Alistair, your dex is 75. Yep. Uh, Madam Sway, your dex is 60. Barnard, your dex is 70. The creature goes first, just as a heads up. So, as soon as the guns start firing, the Doctor and and Lady Druitt sort of duck and cover their heads and just and, and run for the other side of the um, of the uh, the Arboretum out of the line of well at least they get part of the way out of the line of we'll call it in this round um, but upon getting struck by Alistair's bullet the um, the creature sort of pulls its claw out of the um, the now bleeding heavily orderly uh, who's just sort of slumped against the side of the well now sort of he's going pale and he sort of Let's out a kind of sort of shrieking kind of roar as he looks around at the three of you. So, Barnard and Alistair, you're behind a bush. Unless, Alistair, did you move along before? No, I you simply did? stood You up just kind of popped am, up as well. Yeah, I am behind the bush. Um, so he sees you, along with the loudness of the, um, of the gun going off, you are, you have his attention, shall we say. And... He steps away from the orderly uh, towards you. He doesn't make it all the way there, though. Oh, but shit, he's definitely, he's definitely sort of steadily, you know, sort of stepping towards you in this kind of weird, kind of looming, sort of loping kind of uh, gait. He's not running, but he's sort of determined, sort of like you people have, uh, are the source of this hurt kind of thing. 
and he, but he's pretty much looming right over you as we get to the end of his turn. Right. Alistair, you are actually next again, because your dexterity is highest. Okay. First thing Alistair does is get to say, shit, that worked. Okay. And he is going to... Now, with the combat, is it purely just attack, or can it be movement as well? Actions in the combat round. So on your turn, index order, highest alert, each character may use their action to initiate an attack, form a fighting manoeuvre. I don't know if we know any of those. Um, I mean, dodges, I guess. Or, yeah. yeah sort of uh, to flee from combat, to cast a spell, or to perform other, any other action requiring time. So, um, I'm thinking moving counts as your action. Yes, that's, that's going to be my judgment on that from, from what this says. So, uh, Okay, so what I'm going to do then, rather than fire off another shot this mm-hmm. round, I'm going to... So, let me just confirm. Bernard is stood to my left or to my right? That's up to you guys. I, I mean, in my head it was kind of... I had it me on the right and you yeah. on the left. Yeah, okay, right. we'll, we'll so go you, with that. So, you, so Bernard's on my right. And the, this creature is sort of pretty much just... Looking at me. It, well, just the two of you. It's tough to tell because it, its eyes are sort of completely pitch black. There's no whites on them. Right. Um, and it's kind of sort of. It's basically there's a bush between the two of you, but it's kind of looming over the <laughs> over the bush. Okay. So what I'm going to do then? I'm going to sort of dash to the left, mm-hmm. sort of waving my gun at it as I go to try and get it to follow. Where I'm going. The old Dr. Ian Malcolm. Basically, yeah. Yeah. In the hope that when Bernard's turn comes back, he can fire a shot and get it from behind. Essentially, trying to confuse it between who to, who to go for. The one okay. that's hitting him um, and the one that's running away. Can, right. I, can I do that as my action for this round? We well, can definitely move. Right. Um, whether or not it, uh, it looks at you is another another matter um, what would the check be well tell me what you're, you're, you're kind of waving it you're trying to get its attention I mean, you we don't heard need... his name didn't we you did hear his name you could try shouting his name as you run off yeah yeah okay try that um, here okay so as I move I, sh- I shout Benjamin here boy <laughs> that would be okay make a uh, I guess this would be a charm check Charm. So yeah, you are trained in it. You oh, just right? need to get under twenty-five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one. that is a critical success. Oh, okay. So yeah, it uh, its head immediately upon you saying its name. It, I mean, you can't tell whether it's like unimpressed with the treating it like a dog, um, <laughs> talking, but it definitely its head immediately kind of follows you as you. Um, Excellent. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's me done. Okay, that's you done. Barnard, what would you like to do? Okay, in that moment, recognising the opportunity, Barnard points his gun directly at the head of this thing, trains a shot, and squeezes the trigger. Okay, make your roll. One. Two. Two. That's very good. So that is, I believe, would probably be some kind of critical hit. Um... Okay, I'm I'm just going to make a ruling then that if you get uh, extreme success, which you did with that two... Uh, you just do max damage. Sweet. I mean, that makes That's sense for you, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. So if, if, you, if it's that much of a successful hit. Yeah. So you just do 10 damage to it straight up. Boom. Where have I actually shooting it? 
Well, I aimed at its head, so uh, wherever on its head that bullet lands is up to you. Oh shit, okay. Um, if it's going to survive it as well, I guess you, you need to be the one to tell me. Well, it does seem to survive it, but it... Um, so, it's turned its head to look at Alistair, and you just you raise your pistol. You're still kind of freaked out. I mean, who wouldn't be? The size of the thing. And um, you just unload at the side of its head, and the bullet... It does a lot of damage. He's looking pretty, pretty bloodied up, pretty messed up. But it doesn't look like the kind of penetrating headshot wound that you were kind of expecting, having having served in, you, know, you served in World War, well, the Great War. <laughs> Who would do a second one? Yeah, let's make that joke again. <laughs> um, having served in the war and that, and having seen guys take one in the head and and whatnot, this you, you were expecting something more, should we say? <laughs> It, it did definitely damaged him. Definitely did a lot of um, a lot of uh, sort of superficial damage to the side of his face, and he does not look happy at all. But it hasn't. It doesn't seem to have sort of penetrated the skull in the way that you were hopefully hoping to kind of take him out of commission. Okay. Well, he uh, uh, the the creature lets out another sort of ear splitting, creeping, high pitched sort of scream roar as, as you've done this, and its head swings back towards you. Yeah. Madam Sway, uh, what would you like to do? I would like to try and shoot at the creature as well, seeing that everybody's sure. like opening fire now. Yeah. <laughs> Let's kill it. Let's kill it. <laughs> okay, so okay, firearms, handguns, check for me. Thirty-five. That is a hit. You, you were aiming for under forty. So uh, roll one d ten to get your damage for that. Five. Five. Another five damage to him. She's not the greatest shot. She had much practice in in uh, firing guns that much. She knows she's what she's doing, but to, yeah, she's more used to wielding prop ones. Okay. But, I can, but she's never probably ever fired a gun. She just uses it as like a. She's used gun. to kind of making it making it look good for the um for the crowds, but maybe not. Yes. She's not like a a, a crack yeah. shot, maybe. <laughs> okay. No. She's maybe had like maybe done like blanks or whatever, but yeah. she's never done like a proper full shot. Before. Okay. So th- this this shot just kind of takes the the creature in the shoulder. It does react, but it's still very much. Um, Okay, so that's the end of that combat round. So as this this kind of scream sort of roar is still echoing around in all of your ears, can I get another sanity check from each of you? Oh my god! Oh my god! So 43 Ooh. for Madam Sway, which is a pass. 84 for Barnard, so that's a fail. 79 for me. 79 for Alistair is also a fail. Okay, so... I think she just thinks it's a guy in a costume. <laughs> <laughs> You're keeping your cool. Okay, so yeah. Madam, Madam Sway, you still lose another two, so you're down to sixty-two. Yep. Let's uh, let's well, let's do Alistair first because you're here. So you're definitely losing two. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're losing six total. Uh, yeah, we'll resolve that in a second. Yep. And Barnard, you're losing five total. So both of you are getting a temporary insanity thing. So Alistair, you're down to fifty-eight. Right. Uh, Barnard, you are down to thirty-four. Mm. We'll resolve these first before we do anything else. Okay. Temporary insanity. So if an investigator loses five more sanity points, sufficient uh, as a result of one sanity roll, sufficient emotional trauma has been suffered that you must test uh, the investigator's sanity. So, yeah, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to skip one of the steps and we'll just go with these bouts of madness because that's probably a... um, there's like another extra thing I need to do that we didn't do before, but I think 
we're kind of playing a bit faster and loose with this anyway. So we'll just go with the bouts of madness because these could go either way. So I'll let each of you roll these yourselves then. So let's start with uh, let's start with Alistair. Can I roll roll one d10 for me, please? Zero. Zero. Um, oh, that's ten, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, that would be ten. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, so you gain a new uh, Alistair. You gain a new mania. Mm-hmm. New mania. There is a table of sample manias around here. <laughs> would you like some megalomania? <laughs> Drops a sample our newest mania. Yeah. So, so uh, roll a roll a d100. D100. Uh, that is ninety. Ninety. Okay. Um, <laughs> with, the, with the scream echoing through your head, suddenly you just you can't understand it. It reminds you of the whistle of the train as you came into town, and uh, you have gained uh, cider. Uh, Siderodromania. Intense fascination with trains and railroad travel. <laughs> <laughs> that is so apt, it's untrue. <laughs> You've been cursed to become a train spotter. <laughs> so, like I was meant yeah. to be in this game. It's weird, yeah, no, just the pitch it came through at is just suddenly like you can't get the image of this rushing, the image of this train rushing towards you. Just like in out of your head, you're still conscious of the situation, and you're freaked out. But all of a sudden, back of your head, you just hear trains, 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 trains. Chicka 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 chicka. Just keep chugging, just keep chugging. Yeah. Okay, so Barna, um, you rolled a four on the on the bouts of madness. So you suffer paranoia for one d ten rounds. So uh, I'll, I'll roll the d10 on that just for okay. hell of it. Five rounds. Um, everyone is out to get you. No one can be trusted. You're being spied on. Someone's betrayed you. What you're seeing is a trick. You're paranoid. This place is crazy. The, the screen kind of rips through your mind, and you're just trying to. You just kind of this huge creature right in front of you, looming over you. And Alistair left you. How could he do that? Betrayed. He must be in league with the monster. Madam Sway, she's still in the doorway. Why isn't she coming to help you? Yeah, it's a doctor that's feeding this thing. What, what, what on earth is happening? His entire sense of what society is supposed to be is upside down. Yeah. Cats and dogs living together. Mass hysteria! <laughs> <laughs> um, but Madam Sway, you're fine. <laughs> Made of sterner stuff than us. I'm putting it down to the fact that she thinks it's a guy in a costume, and she's just like... <laughs> Yeah, the makeup for this is really good, but you're creepy, and I'm going to shoot you again. <laughs> so, well, we are back round to the monster's turn. So you've just shot this thing in the face, uh, Barnard. It's right in front of you. It's not happy. In kind of pain and anger, it is raising up its uh, massive claw to take a swing at you. Okay, so as it makes a swing for you, you've got the choice. You can either dodge or fight back. I assume that once I'm into like a grapple with him, like it's going to take one of us falling or in some way becoming incapacitated for that grapple to end. Well, it's not so much a grapple so much as like it's make the the way this kind of works is it's sort of it's you're, you're kind of choosing which way you're contesting the role. You're either Final trying to flight. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm most definitely trying to avoid this. Okay, so going for dodge. Yeah. Okay. So can I get a dodge check from you? 
Um, so you're aiming for under 50 on this one. 22. That's pretty good. Um, this is to oppose his fighting skill. He's got a fighting skill of 80%. Well, you've done. Yeah, I need to get below yours. I would think. Yeah. So I need. You've left me quite a tough one there. Okay. So I'm aiming to beat your 22 with this. Uh, that is uh, that is an eight. An eight. Yeah. Sorry. Oh dear. Yeah. So you try and dodge, um, but this 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 sort of long claw kind of whips out and just slices you. Dealing. It just kind of your attempt to dodge though kind of brings you a little bit out of the range, but so I do four damage to you. Okie dokes, that puts me down to nine life. Nine life, nine hit points. Uh, all right, and it is now Alistair's go. Oh, where did it hit me? By the oh, sorry. Just, it just, was just kind of slicing you across the chest. Across the chest. Okay, cool. Because it's kind of sort of stepped into the bush now. <laughs> if that makes sense, and it's just it just kind of wailed on you. If that makes sense. A big whack across the chest. Yeah. I'm going to shoot creature. Okay, turning around. Okay, there is rules for firing into melee combat here, which I feel like we should probably look at. Yes. That paranoia is never going yeah, away from exactly, him now. Yeah. Firing into melee combat. Um, a penalty die is applied. Roll an additional tens dice. The initial d10. Yeah, but, right. but that counts as tens. So. You're rolling one for the digits and yep. two for the tens, and you add the tens together. Right. Sorry in advance. <laughs> so I'll do a regular roll and then roll the ten second time. And add that in, yeah. That was not a very <laughs> good sound. Well, no, it's not, because it's 48. 48, which is already... Yeah. Well, that 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 is what you were aiming for, is yeah. 48, but now you've got to add your other 10s. Yeah, right, so shall I roll the 10? Yeah, roll that. So you got 48 on your regular one, which yeah. you equaled what you were aiming for. One. So that's 10. Extra 10, so you're 58. So I, I think... I don't think that was a fumble, actually. I think you just miss. Okay. Oh, a fumble is 96 to 100. Right. So, yeah, no, you're fine. Nice. I missed, but you I did, didn't hit Yeah, you didn't hit... Um, but Barnard, you were this this creature is um, swinging at you. He slices you. Your, your chest is hurting from this slice, and a bullet goes whizzing past your face. Out of the corner of your eye, you see Alistair pointing a gun vaguely in your direction. How could yeah. this betrayal continue? <laughs> okay, Barnard, it's your turn. Okay, um, I'm clutching his chest. Then he's going to try and stagger away. Um, in the opposite direction to where Alistair was going. Yeah, you to try can, and put you more can space between him and the beast. Yeah, no problem. It will take your whole turn. Mm -hmm. That's kind of it's kind of like a one action per turn sort of thing. We're not looking at yeah. <laughs> you can't move and shoot. But uh, yes, you can you can stumble away. As I'm stumbling away, can I look over towards where Lady Druid and the Doctor were to see where they've gotten to, where in the Arboretum they are. Sure, um, make an intelligence check for me, just to, because you know, it's a high stress situation, you've just been stabbed. Um, well, sliced. Nine. Oh, finally! I'm smart enough to do something! <laughs> yeah, you can see them kind of cowering on the other side, sort of, um, behind like a, a sort of, uh, what looks like some kind of fruit tree of some sort. But they're, they're both kind of, like, huddled down. Like, with Madame Sway blocking the door, it does look like there wasn't another way out of the Arboretum. Mm -hmm. So they've just kind of hidden in a corner. All right, that's your turn. Uh, Madam Sway, what would you like to do? Given that they're engaged with the monster, 
mm-hmm. and she's quite far away, she can clearly get a better shot and make sure that they can't escape either. Because I'm assuming that the uh, lady uh, and the doctor are still like cowering down. Yeah, like I said, they're just kind of in the far corner, and you're you're kind of blocking their exit, so they've, they're yeah. just kind of hiding. Especially once the, once the gunfire started, they were like, whoop, better duck, <laughs> hide. She's just going to continue shooting since she's the, still got the clear head. And mm-hmm. So going, going try for the not monster, to hit yeah. anyone. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. as it stands, Barnard and Alistair are both kind of clear of the monster. Okay. Um, so yes, yeah, go for it. I shall make a shot. Eighty-three. Eighty-three. Ooh. That is well, you didn't fumble because we now know, thirteen episodes in, that a fumble is ninety-six to one hundred. Um, you did miss, however. So there's a lot of holes being put into um, the glass panels of the uh, of the of the arboretum. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm afraid that is a miss. Ah. That's kind of your your go, I'm afraid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, so back around to the top. Can I get some more sanity checks off you guys? Oh, no. <laughs> 86. 86, so that's a failure on Madam Sway. 34. Uh, 34 Which on Barnard. Exactly what, exactly what you're going for, we'll call that a pass. 37. 37 on Alistair, so yeah. Alistair and Barnard pass on this one, Madam Sway fail. So, okay, Alistair and Barnard, you each take two. Mm-hmm. And Madam Sway, I will roll this. Let's see what happens. You take five. Obviously, you are down to fifty-seven, and we'll roll on the uh, the bouts of madness table. I oh, know. See what kind of uh, finally what kind of vehicles you're obsessed thing. with. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, can you roll a, a d10 for me? Seven. Okay. Seven is flee in panic. Yep, that's quite a character. (laughs) (laughs) The investigator is compelled to get as far away as possible by whatever means are available, even if it means taking the only vehicle and leaving everyone else behind. They travel for 1d10 rounds. I'll roll that. Wow. Three rounds of running away. I think she's probably probably realised that this is a horrible creature. Like an actual like, it's suddenly, just yeah. been like, nope, I'm done. It's suddenly I'm out of kind here. of goodbye. Yeah, you, you've <laughs> had a costume. Very realistic. Yeah, you, <laughs> you're spotting the blood, and the blood is sort of it doesn't look natural. And there's, I mean, already the situation was messed up, but it's becoming clearer and clearer. This thing isn't moving like a guy in a suit. This mm. might be some kind of real crazy monster. <laughs> suddenly, the, the panic kind of grasps you, and you, you just you get the fight or flight response, and your body goes run away, run away, run away. <laughs> Screaming as she goes. Yeah. So uh, for the next three of your turns, you are going to do whatever you can to get away from this thing. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> hey, this is the uh, yeah. This is the what happens. Um, so the monster is, is his turn. It uh, it spends its turn basically getting to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, right. It's lumbered its way over to me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to raise my gun. And try and shoot it. Just okay. Shoot you, motherfucker! <laughs> Everything is train related now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Looks like the train's pulling into the station. <laughs> Looks like this train's about to derail. I hope. Eighty-four. That is a not a fumble, but like this thing is, you know. Yeah. You're feeling the. Feeling the fear a little bit, and uh, 
Yeah. Your shot goes wide, just even despite it being close. That's bad. Yeah, it's pretty bad. That's bad. It's not great, I'll yeah. say that. Um, Barnard, it's your turn. Okay. Um, having created some distance, I'm going to turn around, train a shot, and uh, open for again. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's uh, you are now also firing into combat, so I'm going to need you to roll... Roll it. Uh, you know what? We should probably do this as three separate d10s. So nines on the digits. Oh, there we go. So 19, and then another one for the that we're going to add to that. Three. So you're 49 total, which you were aiming for 40. Even though through your paranoia, you know, you, you're more scared and more aiming for the monster than you are for Alistair. So you're trying really not to hit him, and that just sort of throws your shot off a little bit, and uh, it just goes a little wide, I'm afraid. Oh, it's a relief. <laughs> <laughs> Madam Sway, uh, compelled to run away, you're in the doorway of the um, of the greenhouse. Where do you want to go? Where is where is your panic run leading you? I'd imagine it would probably lead her back to the... Um the boarding house where she would probably pack up her things and try and leave the town. Okay, well, <laughs> it's <laughs> that only, probably it's, makes it's, that, that would be yeah. a, like, I'm going home now. It's only three rounds of combat that mm. it's that you, you're compelled to run. But I was more talking short term of like, are oh, you going sure. to yeah. the house or are you going yeah. straight up um, the, the side of the house? I didn't mean like, what train are you getting out of town? Are you <laughs> going in like, well? <laughs> if she had the option. No. Um, <laughs> I'd imagine she'd probably just run through the, the house out the front door, or at least try and... Okay. That's probably as far as she would go. I'd say on this turn, you get back to the house and you wrench open the door. Probably Have... screaming, but I'm not going yeah. to do that out the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you make it back to the house and wrench open the door, and you, you see... Uh, that's about as, the distance as far as you can make it in this turn, and mm. you, you see the, um, oh. the, the butler was on his way also out the door. Sort of, he was just getting to the door on the other side, having heard the gunshots mm. and whatnot going off. And the, that's that's as far as you get on that. He just opens the door and a screaming woman as she's trying to yeah. escape. <laughs> I mean, as you're out of the building then, so I'd say now that we're back to the top, you don't have to make another sanity check because you're not in, okay. its, in its sort of, not radius, but you know what I mean, you are, you're running away. <laughs> um, but I'm going to need sanity checks from Barnard and Alistair still. 78. That's a failure for Alistair. Fingers crossed, and Barnard getting tougher and tougher for Barnard every turn. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm losing it, slowly losing it. <laughs> Thirty-eight, and my sanity's thirty-two. Thirty-two, so that is a failure. <laughs> um, um, talking, you both failed, so we need to figure out how many you, how many you're taking. So you're hoping for low on this because it was four. It's another roll on the table. Let's do oh, Alistair okay. first because you rolled yours first. So uh, okay, yeah, no, you only take four. Mm. So you don't need another bout. You don't get about another bout of madness. Right. But you are down to fifty-two. And Barnard. Barnard, you take nine points. I rolled a seven. I rolled a seven. You are down to twenty-five. So uh, can I get a D10 roll from you, please? Certainly. Nine. So you gain a phobia. <gasps> Let's roll on the phobia table. <laughs> the other side of the page from the mania table. Cotton wool, cotton wool, cotton wool. 
I want to be scared of cold wool. That'd be awesome. I got an eighty-three. <laughs> so you uh, you develop uh, selenophobia. You are scared of the moon. <laughs> scared of the moon. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm Run. scared of the moon. Yeah. So, Barn, <laughs> it's not relevant now because it was still middle of the afternoon. But that. What is that big round bastard doing? <laughs> the moon. Wonderful. It makes no sense. Okay, so you had three rounds of paranoia, wasn't it? Is this your third round? I think this was my second. First round was when he slashed at me. Second round, I ran away. Well, I, I took the shot in the first round. No, that round. was the set. Yeah, no, the shot was the first one. The running okay. away was your second one. This is the third. Okay, so I'm still saying for the insane for this turn or paranoid. Yeah, sorry. Well, you're still paranoid. Well, as far as I was concerned, the shot into the melee between Alistair and the Beast was taken without any thought to the fact that Alistair was in there. Okay. Because right. that shot pinged near me, but this is very much like, ah, oh, if he's not thinking about it, I'm not thinking about it. Okay, so that's how the paranoia, yeah, it was sort of more con confirming your suspicions that Alistair was out to get you as well. Or at least he doesn't care about me. Yeah. <laughs> it's less that he's out to get me, and more that this guy couldn't give a shit and will let me die given the chance. So I'm going to take a similar attitude. Fair enough, fair enough. Okay. So the uh, the monster, um, Alistair, is going to take a swipe at you. Are you fighting back or are you dodging? I am dodging. Dodging, okay. Make a dodge roll for me. Ooh, 24. 24, okay, so you passed your dodge roll. Wow. So I need to do... Well, to, to pass my fighting roll, I need to do better than 80. Mm -hmm. um, but to have you not dodge it, I need to also do better than 24. Uh, I got 27. Ooh. So you just dodge. Did better than Barnard. Um, you've got a little bit more of your wits about you, although you are humming the Chattanooga Choo Choo. <laughs> <laughs> which is 1934, which I'll probably check if that was out then. Yeah, um, no. What, what were we, 34 or 32? 34. So You're humming, she's coming around the mountain. <laughs> She'll be coming around the mountain. <laughs> and uh, you managed to dodge. <laughs> uh, it is your go. What would you like to do? Yeah, I'm going to take another shot. Okay. So I have three shots left before I've got to reload. No, this is your fourth. This is, yeah, this is my fourth. So you... Including this one, you... Including this one, you've got three. Three. Yeah. So you're aiming for 48. Uh, 17. 17? That's a hit. Right. Roll some damage. Only a two. Two. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, it's it, you more just kind of clip him, mm. um, and you make a lot of noise. Barnard, we're back round to you. Okay, I'm going to open fire myself. Take sure. another shot. Yeah. Okay. Again, we I want to we want to do it with the um, that five eight and two. Five eight and two. Uh, okay. Well, that's 105. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, not only do you miss, you hit Alistair. Ah! Oh dear. <laughs> Roll some damage. That's 1d10. Son <laughs> of a bastard. Oh, that's lucky. One damage. <laughs> okay, so you just about clip the um, Alistair. You, you clip the monster. Yes. You know, you, you don't get a center mass shot, but you're... You're like you're pretty confident you hit it, and you hear a bang from across the thing, and suddenly just your side kind of just explodes with a similar sort of pain. It doesn't feel deep, but you feel like somebody shot you. Ah! What the? Oh god! <laughs> so you take one point of damage. In that moment, 
Barnard's paranoia snaps, and he kind of wakes back up to the situation and recognizes the fact that Alistair's clearly fighting this thing and is trying to survive and isn't really paying attention to me because he's fighting for his life and oh my god I've just shot him. <laughs> yeah. Pretty so much. There is a look of shocked horror on Barnard's face as he stares as what as what he's just done. <laughs> Thanks, prick. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Madam Sway, you are at the back door of the house. Um, the the, I would say the, the butler is maybe 10 feet from you, but you are still feeling the fear and compelled to run away from the creature, so... I am assuming I'm still t- I still have my gun in my hand, because I, I didn't see yeah, if I yeah, 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 you or still, not. You just turned and um, decided you would just had a turn and fuck this kind of moment. You didn't, you know... Nope. Yeah, nope, you, don't. you noped the hell out of there. Yep. Um, I imagine that because she's still at that stage, she'll try and find a way to squeeze past him or run around him to get out of the way. Sure, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, I feel like we could probably make some kind of check here. Because he's, he's not really blocking your way, but he's kind of like, he could very easily. Yeah, he could easily probably grab me if I'm not quick enough. Or... Yeah. Let's go for the strength check to just, you just can just chop, shoulder check him as you go past. <laughs> 37. So yeah, no, you, you've wrenched the door open. You haven't even broken stride as this guy is sort of coming towards you. He doesn't look happy with you and he's heard the, the gunshots and you just you push past him and just kind of knock him with your shoulder. And he, he knocks up against the side and you, you make it to the front door of the house. Yeah, I thought I'd probably be as far as I would probably That's get. That's as far as you can probably get, yeah. But um, is there anything you want to be doing as you're, as you're running? Any kind of like shouting or... Um, <laughs> We're continuing yeah, the scream. Well, she's, she's probably screaming, there's a monster, there's a creature in the well. She'd probably be like <laughs> screaming that. Um, I would imagine she's probably looking for the police that are supposed to be arriving at the same time. She'd probably be looking for them and be like, where are they? There's this chaos. What the fuck? <laughs> this is where like her, her lady, like her sensibilities are like yeah. out the window. The... <laughs> politeness is gone this is pure panic she's looking for someone of authority to like help yeah i mean there's a monster you know mm. <laughs> creature creature yeah okay <laughs> all right so yeah i mean you, you don't see the police as you're running through the house so you would you know if they are here yeah. they haven't been let in um it hasn't really been that long since the call was put through um okay not a huge amount of time anyway um but yeah you've made it to the front door and you, you know you've given the, the butler a bit of a knock on the way he's a he's an older gentleman you know mm. i'd imagine she'd probably try and um get the front door open and, and maybe just look around outside like in that like for people to for mm. other people she'd be like you have to help yeah there's something in there yeah okay well that is maybe something to do for next turn yeah so you make it to the front door and get a hand on the handle that's about as far as you can get this turn but I'm not an Alistair. Can I get sanity checks from you? <laughs> oh dear. This is not looking great for Barnard. 24. 24. Alistair, you're fine. Oh. Uh, <laughs> well, Alistair, you take two. So you're down to 50. Barnard, when you rolled an 88. I certainly did. <laughs> Let's see how many, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're... I mean, you came into this with not a high, particularly high sanity value anyway in episode one. So this is, uh, you know, not looking great for you. You only take four this time, though, so no more bouts of madness on this turn, so you're down to 21. But, like, this is getting pretty crazy. 
<laughs> you're creeping yeah. ever lower towards that insane value on the um, <laughs> on the uh, the chart, and I think we're going to have to have some. There's going to be some long-term consequences if you make it out of this. Let's put it this way. <laughs> All right. So um, the creature is still in very much in combat with you, Alistair. It's going to take another swing at you. Are you dodging or are you fighting back? Uh, fighting back. So the way this works, you do your fighting skill, which is handguns, I take it. And I do my fighting skill, which is just, uh, I think it's brawl, but I mean, I'm slicing you with claws. 30. 30, okay, so I've got to get under 80 to succeed. That is a 36, so yep, you um, you kind of dodge under him and fire your pistol into him again, so roll your damage on that. This is the, uh, this is kind of an interesting sort of rule here. Four. Four, okay. It's an interesting rule here that you're sort of, you're kind of gambling when you do a melee attack that you're not also going to take damage in return by them being slightly more skilled than you. Mm. Which is kind of an interesting way of doing it. Yeah. Um, four, okay. Nice. It's not looking great, but it's definitely still a going concern. Barnard, what would you like to do? Okay, so they're still in melee combat unless I'm a shot at him, so... Don't hit me. <laughs> it's, it's, I'm trying to think of what a viable move would be. Um, where are Lady Druitt and the Doctor at this point? They, as you look, are you looking? Yeah, can I get an intelligence check from you, actually? Yeah, let's have a quick look around, I guess. Eight. Oh. You finally get your high rolls. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, they they seem to. Be, you look and they're making a run for the door. Okay. Um, seeing that and not wanting them to get out that door. Barnard, how far away from them is he? Can they, if he shouts after them, are they going to hear it? Oh, yeah, yeah, You're still in the greenhouse. Okay, Barnard trains the gun on the doctor from a distance and shouts out after them, Don't you dare! Make an intimidate check for me. 42. 42, you are aiming for 70. Yeah, they, they kind of skid to a halt as you, you're kind of covering them with your gun. But that is your whole turn. Uh-huh. Okay. So you've, you've successfully stopped them from leaving. Um, Madam Swear, you wrench open the front door of the house, finding yourself kind of in the sort of open sort of driveway bits that you, you came up earlier when you were first entering the, the property. Um, you can't see any signs of anybody else here. She's going to run towards the gate and try and open the gate um, okay. and see if she can flag any... Um, passerbys to come and help. I'd, I'd say you'd probably make it about, on this turn, about halfway to the gate. Okay. Um, but that She's is still going to be screaming. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is your last screaming turn murder. of being fully compelled by the fear to run. Okay. It's up to you what you, you do following that, but this is the last turn where you have to run away if you can. Yeah. If that no, makes sense. Fine. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so still screaming. No still sign screaming. of... There's no, no sign of anybody else on the property. Where this is situated, there's not really any... like It's not like there's the other side of the gate and then you're in like a housing estate or anything. Mm-hmm. This is still... The gates are there and then the road kind of continues off back towards town and there's not like houses right there or anything. So the amount of passers-by is probably going to be minimal. Okay. Just to let you know, basically. No, that's fine. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. Can I get... Sanity checks. <laughs> <laughs> Edging ever closer. Edging ever closer. 39 for Barnard. So 26. That, so, okay, Alistair is another success. So, 
That's just down to 48 now. Barnards, you're aiming for 21, you've got 38. And you take another three. So you're actually doing. Yeah, I'm not rolling I'm that just high. Just scraping by. Yeah, you're just scraping by. Like, you're still taking, like, the sanity points damage, if that makes If we count class as a type of damage. But you're not taking enough to have to roll on the table again. <laughs> there, there's a blood vessel in Barnard's forehead that's starting to become quite prominent as this <laughs> yeah continues. well let, let, let's say then that this this you know the the craziness of the situation is really getting to you you're not having any more kind of like temporary sort of psychotic break effects from it but you are definitely like the stress levels up your uh, up your um, your blood pressure is up your your heart is you know you can hear it pounding in your ears and you're just, the adrenaline is just pumping and pumping and pumping and you're, you're like, you're really just starting to get a little bit of tunnel vision. <laughs> Creature, I mean, it's still still come out with you and you've shot it a couple of times, so it hasn't, oh, all Barnard is, is, is not attacked for a couple of turns, so it's still going to be going for you, I'm afraid, Alistair. That's fine. Bring it on. Are you dodging or are you... Uh, uh, I'm going to try attacking again. Try attacking again. This is your final shot as well. Yes, it is. 22. 22. Again, that is a hit, if you hit. So I need to get less than 22, or he's going to get shot again. That was an 81. He missed, and you shot him again. Yep. So roll some damage. Yep, yeah, roll some damage. Yep. Yeah. Six. Six. Okay, so for an archaeologist, you're getting pretty good at this sort of revolver us a lot. Yeah. Kind of like close pistol <laughs> Seems fighting. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm enjoying this. But you, you fire the pistol, and you hear the click as the final... You know, the final shot rings so out. So the hammer's gone and I need to, I need to back yeah, off and reload you, next time. you no turn. longer have any... Um, What's the creature looking like at this stage? I mean, he's still there. He's, he's looking... He's bleeding a lot. He's, it, you know, especially where he's been shot. Yeah, and like well, it's, I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and like, well, I mean, a lot of the major damage is on his head from where Barnard unloaded into it earlier. Right. Um, but where you just, you're just hitting him in the body and that, and he's, he's not looking great. Um, but he's definitely still kind of... He's still on his yeah. feet. And he's just... With each of these hits, he's letting out these wailing, screeching roars. It's your turn, Alistair. What would you like to do? You have uh, no ammo in your, no gun. Ammo. your right. gun. Your gun is empty. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to disengage okay. from the combat situation. And I'm going to step back mm-hmm. and spend this turn trying to reload. Well, you can do one or the other. I'm going to reload. Okay, so you're not stepping away from them? No. Okay. Well, actually, hang on. You can either disengage or you can reload. I will disengage. Okay. Final stance, disengaging, I'll reload on the next turn. Alright. Okay, so you're kind of, you're breaking to the left, sort of almost looping. Yeah. Continuing, sort of looping around the the edge of the... That's correct. Okay. Just in my head, I'm going to keep an idea of where you are. That's about all you can do on your turn. That's fine. Uh, Barnard, you still have. You're covering the um, the doctor and the lady, and you you sort of see out of the corner of your eye Alistair breaking away from the monster after shooting it once again. What would you like to do? Okay, uh, continuing to move towards the doctor and lady Druitt, mm-hmm. I want to do a quick gesture with the gun to the doctor to kind of like separate from her, like move away from her. Okay. And if I can on this turn, I want to get next to her and grab her and point the gun and shout, Benjamin! Uh, okay, make an intimidate check for me. For, this is for the doctor. 62. My intimidate is... 
70. So. Um, okay, yeah, so yeah, the doctor sort of hands up, he sort of nods and steps to the side, sort of a little bit back towards the well. And you, you kind of take the lady by the arm. I would assume, like, you've got a, it's a hostage. Yes, yes. It's, it's the classic hostage, like, one arm wrapped around at the other, pointing the gun yeah. at her face. <laughs> yeah, I guess this would be another intimidate check, just to kind of... I'm, I'm just going for sort of a general kind of you're getting his attention sort of thing. Okie doke. 72. Oh, fail. That's pretty close. You've definitely got his attention, I'd say. Well, or, or the very least, like, he's, he's already turning to kind of look the way that Alistair was going. Um, but he, his head sort of turns further uh, when you shout his name and he sees you there holding Lady Druitt. And is there a, an obvious reaction to the fact that, like... He's tough it, to read. Okay, really. right. Um, being, like, a weird creature. I mean, like I say, he's got the sort of the face of a teenage boy, but, like, it's, it's not... It, the, the face itself, other than the kind of the mouth opening and that, when it's, you know, roaring, it, it's not particularly expressive. Mm-hmm. Sounds like one of those kinds of animals that, uh, what's the uh, the anglerfish, where it looks like it's oh, got yeah, a little yeah, yeah. thing yeah. on the front, so it's almost like, here's the face of a boy to put you off, <laughs> off your guard. <laughs> yeah, that's about all you can do on your turn, though. Okay, so Madam Sway, the, um, now that you've gotten away from the, the whole pretty bad scene in the, uh, uh, in the, in the greenhouse, you feel the fear, it's not gone at all, you know, it's still, you know, it was pretty messed up. But you're no longer got this sort of panicked urge to run away, um, and you know, and keep running. So, what would you like to do? Being that she's probably going to come to her senses, well, not come to her senses, but realise that she's left her two friends behind, <laughs> just <laughs> abandoned them. She'd be like, "Oh God, the boys. Um, what do I do?" Um, she's debating with herself to run back in and then, or wait. And she's just gonna master her fear and still shouting for help, but be like, "I'm coming! <laughs> I'm sorry." <laughs> okay. <laughs> and she's just basically just like turn heel and bo- and run the uh, back yeah, the way I she mean, you came. Could, you could run just around like, the side of the house, which yeah, I'll yeah, do that instead. Might be then. A, not a shortcut, but you know, you could get back in sight of the. You can definitely get yeah, to yeah. the edge of in in this turn. You can get to where you're in sight of the in sight of the greenhouse again. Okay. Now pouring with rain as well, I would say just for just for context. Am I in uh, reach of the door again, or am I just there? It, no, you, you're you're not in reach of the door again. It would take you another turn okay. to get back to the door, I think. Okay, no, that's fine. Like you got to the corner of the house, you can see the the greenhouse from where you are now. Um, but is it would, there any changes to it? It's tough to see now because the side, the glass is all kind of slick from. Um, from rain and that and it's quite reflective as I said you can still see um, you know the shapes moving inside and you can still hear the roars of the creature um, and as you have as you've run away but uh, you can't really make out what's going on inside okay she's just gonna try and keep going try and not be a coward (laughs) okay (laughs) all right so yeah you've made you've made it sort of a little bit on your way back Uh, all right top of the round sanity checks sanity checks Um, 83 from Barnards, going well. 38. Alistair again, yeah, is doing better than Barnards. So Alistair, you lose two, you're down to 46. Barnards, <laughs> you're really, you know, you're, you're cracking. Let's put it that way. As you lose another 10. 
Oh dear. Oh dear, oh dear. So I believe that, that is two rolls on the table. So let's do that. So can you roll two, 2d10 for me? Well, I did intentionally make him have low sanity. Give me yeah, no, no, no. Like, maybe I'll get there in the end. That, is, here we are. that is the character. We'll just take the first two. Yeah, so eight and a five. So eight. Um, eight is physical hysterics or emotional outburst. So I'll leave up to you which one you want to do. Um, it just says the investigator is incapacitated from laughing, crying, screaming, etc. for one d ten rounds. So I, I don't want to. Okay. I don't want to have you be completely incapacitated from that because we have got other. You, we have also got the other one. Well, I've got an idea for it. I, okay. I, holding the hostage, Barnard's going to completely lose sight of any kind of like train of events, so mm -hmm. to speak, and is just going to start shouting, "Benjamin, Benjamin, look here, Benjamin!" <laughs> and really just lose his shit trying to get this thing's attention. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. So yeah, you are really losing your shit. The other one, the, the other role there is five, which is a significant person. Now this is an interesting one. The entry for this says, review the investigator's backstory entry for significant people. The investigator mistakes another person in the scene for their significant person. Consider the nature of the relationship, the investigator acts on it. This last 1d10 rounds. Now your significant person, I believe in your backstory, is pretty much just Jenkins. Mm-hmm. So you, you're, you're concentrating on, on uh, Benjamin. You're shouting. You're shouting. Out of the corner of your eye, you can see ben, uh, you can see Jenkins reloading his pistol. Kind of weird that he's here as well, and you feel bad about shooting him just now. Okey doke. All right. So alongside Benjamin, Benjamin, get away from my friend, Jenkins. Run. Yeah. <laughs> just very much in that moment. Yeah. <laughs> your sanity is currently at eight. <laughs> uh, I think I'm gonna have to stop. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> we'll get there. It's fine. We'll get there. Let's give it another yeah. turn. I'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you have Benjamin's attention with all your shouting and ranting. He's not mindless. He's he's tough to read, like I said, but. It almost looks like he's got a kind of calculating look on his face uh, when he sees you holding a gun to Lady Druitt. And with this sort of, like, menacing, kind of low sort of growl escaping his lips, um, he takes uh, a slow step towards you. That's what he does on his turn. Alistair, it's, uh, it's your go. What would you like to do? Right, well, the creature's not paying attention to me at this point, so I'm going to reload my pistol. Okay. Yeah, I mean your hands are shaking like you you know, you're but you're you're able to keep a hold of yourself enough to do it and yeah, you're kinda of quickly as as quickly as you can. That is your turn though. Yeah. Barnard, what would you like to do? You're shouting, you're screaming. I'm continuing to shout then, he's gonna shout directly into Lady Druid's ear. Tell that thing to stop moving! Okay, can I get an intimidation check? I feel like if she doesn't give in to this Something's very wrong. Here. 27, that's pretty good. Yeah, no, she, she, um, you can feel her sort of, as you're holding on to her, just sort of shaking. And that, so. Benjamin, please wait, wait there. This man is, I don't know what he'll do. Madam Sway, you're on the corner of the building. 
the um, greenhouse is in sight, what would you like to do? Uh, she is going to run in and with her gun drawn and make sure try and assess the scene. Okay, she's, you, she's you can pretty threat. much yeah, you can pretty much make it back to the doorway where you were before. Uh, the doctor is sort of kind of near the well. Uh, Alistair is on the far side of the room from you. Seems to be kind of frantically trying to reload his gun. The monster is again sort of it's kind of near to Alistair but not quite, but it is very much focused on Barnard who is holding on to uh, Lady Druitt like a hostage and just shouting and screaming at, at the um, at the monster which is just sort of very much focused on him and Barnard just looks kind of wild oh bless <laughs> she's not been noticed has she? Uh, I think in the in the craziness of everything that's happening no I think where you've because you've pretty much just made it back to the door I don't think anyone has you know you haven't kicked open the door or anything you've just kind of gone back to it yeah, would she be able to take a shot from where she's standing, or would that be Not on this for her turn. next turn? Okay, no, that's yeah. fine. Then she'll probably just get herself into a position that she can take a a decent shot from. Then, mm. like, position herself that's more advantage. Okay, yeah, we can say that as part of your move. Yeah, so now that okay, we can, we can sort of retcon a little bit then. So as you you sort of rather than coming back and standing in the doorway, maybe you sort of go up next to it and just sort of peek in to see what the situation mm-hmm. is yeah yeah she probably yeah she would probably just like all right so top of the round <laughs> sanity uh from it's all time. of you this time for all of us <laughs> barnard 12 14 oh two two okay so <laughs> madam sway and alistair are fine but you lose two each, so Alice, you're down to 44. Madam Sway, you're down to 55. Barnard, you robbed a 12, and that's still mm-hmm. a failure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure is. <laughs> you lose Just another five. <gasps> so we need another roll on the table. You're down, down to three, Sammy. Um, it's almost time. It is. <laughs> As a nine, okay, you get another phobia along with your phobia of the moon. Um, can we get a D100 roll from you? One. One on a D100. Okay. Couldn't have been the sanity check, of course. No, yeah, no, no. no. <laughs> You've developed a blutophobia, which is fear of washing or bathing. Look, man. I don't the, the sight of the glistening water on this thing and the, the sense that it's damp and what have you, there's something connected to that thought that is now wheedling its way into Barnard's head. <laughs> You're like, I don't want to be like that. I don't want that on my skin. That's it. If that's what lies beneath, then I'm never going in the water again, no matter where that water is. <laughs> the creature takes another step towards you, Barnard. Now drawing level with the, the well. It's very much focused on you, and the doctor sort of steps back away from it as as he as it approaches, and it just ignores him. It's now sort of 10, 15 feet in front of you. Again, still kind of emitting this low kind of growl. It doesn't appear to have listened to Lady Druitt when she told it to um, to stop. Mm-hmm. Alistair, what would you like to do? Well, I've reloaded. Mm-hmm. I want to take a shot. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I will. I'm going to introduce a complication here. Between you and the monster is the doctor. Fuck it. 
That's okay. the spirit. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. All right. Aiming. I'm aiming. Well, h- how tall is the? Well, it doesn't really matter. Monster's about seven and a half feet tall. The doctor's maybe five eleven. Right. So there's a t- there's a twenty percent chance I'll hit above him in my mind. Yeah, I um, think we're not gonna. Yeah, we'll do. We'll work it out. But I'm gonna. I'm just gonna go for a shot. I'm gonna aim for the back of the neck or the head. Well, we'll I think we'll resolve this like the. Um, we could consider the doctor cover. We could. <laughs> well, actually. <laughs> Actually, here's a thought. I've had a thought, actually. Okay. What if I took on a similar tact to Bernard and actually took the Doctor hostage? Yeah, you can do. And then the creature's got nowhere to go, really, potentially. And um, that might give my If you want to do that, d- if you want to do that, you can do yeah, that. Yeah, I'll do that. So I'm going to gra- make a grab for the Doctor. Okay. Hold him hostage. Can I get a fighting brawl roll from you? To grab the doctor. Okay, that's D100. What am I looking for again? Actually, this? you know what? Just a strength check, I think. Strength, so 40 or less. Yeah. That is a 20. 20? Yeah, you grab the doctor and he he jumps, you know, because you've just come up behind him, but he, you're able to kind of restrain him. And Right. So yeah. I've got him. Yeah. And I yell, Benjamin, stop now. And as I've got the gun. Okay. Up to the, the side of the head of the uh-huh. doctor. All right. So essentially, we've got you got two hostages. Yeah. He probably cares more for Lady Druitt in this scenario than he does for the Doctor, but, you know, if this is going to get him to stop, you've got to take the chance. Who knows what might happen. Indeed. Yeah, okay. So that's my turn done. So we have two two hostages. <laughs> it's a kind of crazy weird standoff going on here. I know, yeah. <laughs> uh, Barna, what would you like to do? Seeing the creature step towards him mm-hmm. and feeling that... The, uh, the lady's words had no effect. Barnard is going to full force push her towards Benjamin. Okay. Can I get a uh, just a strength check from you? Something yeah. I'm good at. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, you just shove her towards him. Um, she stumbles and falls at his feet. He's. You see his his eyes sort of just look down at her and then go straight back up to you okay that's about it that's your that's kind of all you can do madam sway what would you like to do i'd imagine she's seen alistair take the doctor by hand she'll probably just come in quietly and with her gun raised pointed in the monster's direction she's like i think it's i think it's time you listened i think it's time you listened just be shaking <laughs> Okay. Oh, I so imagine you, she's nervous as hell. Yeah. Are you? You're saying this to the monster, are you? Or, yeah. Okay. Um, I think that way. That would be a sort of intimidate check, I guess. Mm. So you're aiming for 15 or less. 55. As you yeah, as you step around the door frame with your, your gun raised, the you see the monster's head turn towards you again, but then very quickly back towards Barnard once again. Top of the round. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Surely now is my time. <laughs> oh, it's time. 23 from Barnard. 31. 31 from Alistair. 29 from Madam Sway. So again, Madam Sway and, and Alistair, you lose two each, so you, you're, you're fine in general. I mean, it's just making it harder. But Barnard, on three already, loses... Six. 
Uh, I'm crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, okay. So I'm going to read it. When sanity points are reduced to zero, the investigator is permanently and curably insane and ceases to be a player character. <gasps> oh, he's taken it out of my hands. <laughs> he's absolutely cuckoo. For and it's... I've got an idea for what I'd like Barnard to do if I can suggest it to you in sure, the text. Sure, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I was just going to say, um, it's kind of up to me what happens to him, but suggest a way, yeah. because I'd rather I, go I with a fun narrative thing it. than um, me just being like, no, this happened. I don't want to say it out loud, because I want it to be a surprise. Okay, send it to me in a private message. How does that work for you? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> okay, I'm just thinking how the hell to do that. <laughs> well, we're still... We are still in initiative order. So, Barnard, um, Alistair, you're, you're kind of... Let's say then. Okay. You, you just see the look in Barnard's eyes just kind of, like, he's sudden, you know, you've known him for a few days now, and, like, Madam Sway, you can't really see this because you're kind of behind him. Um, but Alistair, from where you're standing, you've got to kind of look at Alistair as he's kind of pointing his gun and um, just sort of wildly kind of just he's sort of shaking and like you, you can tell he's not really with it and just the look in his eyes you can just see it's just gone like the the kind of quite gruff sort of um but still fairly well self-controlled guy that you've known for the last couple of days there's no sign of him in those eyes anymore Bernard Bernard stay stay with it God's sake man pull yourself together stay out of this Jenkins Jenkins Bernard it's Alistair What's wrong? What's happened? Alistair Fentworth? God's sake, man, look around you. He he kind of, um, sort of, you can see him sort of staring at you, but like not seeing you, if that makes sense. Looking through me. Yeah, the creature is again sort of still right in front of him, just sort of kind of looking at him in a kind of predatory sort of almost like like a cat looking at a mouse sort of thing if that makes sense I want to play with you but you're also food yeah sort of looking at him and kind of right regarding him as the creature takes a step forward Barnard's head just snaps back towards it and um, he just sort of um, he raises his gun but like clearly not as like a sort of he, he doesn't look like he's about to fire it as the creature gets within range he just sort of he opens his mouth and just is sort of <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and just starts wailing on him with wailing on the creature with the gun. Okay. You can see the creature's claws kind of come up, uh, like and sort of. But Barnard is sort of not caught it by surprise, but sort of a little bit, and it's sort of a little bit within its reach, and like his jacket is quite quickly sort of sliced up the back, and that as he's just sort of wailing on it. Um, I think we'll drop back into initiative at this point, so it's kind of. It's going to be well, Alistair first and then Madame Sway. Alistair, you've got the Doctor as her hostage. As Barnard is just kind of crazy man, sort of wailing on this monster. Right. What would you like to do? Oh, I'm not sure. I mean, on the one hand, I want to help Bernard, but on the other hand, I feel like I, I need the Doctor to explain what the fuck's going on. He's, he's wailing on the creature. Is, is the creature still on its feet? Yeah. Right. Still holding the Doctor hostage. Can I take a pot shot at the leg of the creature? To try and, top, try and help it topple. Yes. 
Don't know how easy that would be. Um, I mean, you're already going to have a harder time anyway. I mean, it would be a case of it would be harder to make the shot normally. But now it's going to be even harder because also Barnard's in the mix. So you can try and aim for the leg, but you're going to have... I'm going to have to give you another penalty dice for that. Okay. Alternative possibility. What if I shoved the Doctor into the back of the creature? Sure, that's an option. Right. So I grab... Even though I've got the gun in hand, I put both hands on the back of the Doctor and I shove him past the well and downward in hope that he'll hit the back of the creature and maybe cause it to topple. Okay, um, make a strength check for me. Uh, 25. 25, okay. So you push the Doctor forward as he's about to, like you say, you're kind of pushing him forward and back. He kind of, not trips, but a little bit, sort of kind of stumbles on his feet as he goes forward. As he gets close to the creature, you can see the creature sort of turn its head slightly as if he's sort of noticing him out of the corner of his eye and one arm just comes up and just slices all up the front of the doctor from like hip to top of the head oh and there's a spray of blood which goes all up the glass of the the greenhouse and the doctor just kind of crumples to the floor oh that's nasty can i get sanity check off of you because it's pretty fucked up what you just did to that guy <laughs> yeah that wasn't my intention <laughs> Well, I roll one as well, because I Yeah, sure. Yeah, it's pretty messed up. 21. 21, okay. Um, yeah, I mean... That wasn't my intention. So, I mean, yeah, Alistair, you take two, because you just killed a guy. Hey, I didn't kill him. The monster killed him. All I did was push him. Guns don't kill people. Bullets do. Yeah. Well, I mean... He's crazy. 43. 43, and you were aiming for 53. So, yeah, uh, yeah, you just take another two. Oh my god, Alistair! <laughs> it does look, from your point of view, like Alistair had this guy, and then it's like a big creature with giant claw hands, and Alistair just shoved him towards it. And he's, he's, this arm, you know, just like eviscerated the doctor, kind of thing. Um, the miss, uh, the lady, lady Druid is covered in doctor's blood by this as well. Oh, I don't care about that. Um, <laughs> it's a pretty messed up scene, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> That wasn't my intention, Madam Sway. <laughs> Sway's wondering why she came back. <laughs> uh, speaking of then, so Madam Sway, it's your go. Um, I'm just going to shoot the monster because this is ridiculous. It's like, what are you doing? So seven on the digits, <laughs> ten on the... Uh... Oh, actually, no, because then our D100 a ten is a zero, isn't it? Yes. Okay. So the yeah. max you can get is yeah, yeah, yeah. 99. Yeah. Okay. So you actually got. Uh, so yeah, you got twenty-seven on that. So that I think is a hit for you. Um, so yeah, roll some damage for me. One d ten. Eight points of damage. So, with blood flying around and Barnard somehow managing to not get immediately stabbed, you raise your gun like a little bit shaky at first, and you fire, and it just goes straight through one of the eyeballs of this creature and it collapses onto Barnard but seems to be unmoving. <gasps> Good shot, old girl. D- is it dead? Is it dead? I think so. La- Lady Druitt is just sat there in shock and she all of a sudden just starts screaming. Oh, shut up! <laughs> <laughs> she's, sort of, she's sort of pouring at the body. 
Benjamin, Benjamin, no, Benjamin, you've killed my son. You murdered people. Oh, they were barely people. Who gets to decide that? You? Stealing livers is one way of killing people. Eviscerating them, leaving them to die in churches, in fields, in sanitariums. In theatres where the corpse falls into the crowd. What is this? From beneath the body you can just hear like the muffled yells and like you can hear the like Barnard is still fighting this thing. Oh, Barnard! Let's get him out. Let's get him up. Don't Come move, Druid. She d- she doesn't look like she's going anywhere. She's just kind of like. Oh, I'm, of... I'm still laying the law down. Yeah. Don't move. <laughs> so yeah, you you managed to pull Barnard out, but he's he like it's like he doesn't see you. He's just kind of just frantically just kind of like. Bernard, Bernard, it's all right. It's over now. It's all right. Bernard, settle. Bernard, please, settle down. It's dead. Madam Sway killed it. Can't do anything. He's... Look, look, look at him, look at him. I'm just going to, like, try and, like, take take his shoulders and and try and, like, show him in that direction. Look, look, he's dead. He's dead. He's not going to hurt us anymore. Uh, Barnard's, like, eyes kind of meet the thing on the ground and he, he just kind of starts trying to kick it. Is he just sort of like he's like he's he's sort of seeing it, but like he's like seeing anything. Like he's just sort of he, he like Barnard is no longer at home. Oh God, my dear fellow. I I don't know what we can do. I have to sedate him somehow. He's going to hurt himself. Oh, I, I'm just going to put it, go into our pocket. Sway's going to go into our pocket and try and take out the ether and just give me a minute. I'll. Try and you try. Try and try and ease his nerves a little. So yeah, I mean, you've got you've got a vague idea, like a really really vague idea of how you would go about um, applying the ether. I'd imagine it would be like a into a handkerchief. And yeah, then to I mean, his, up to his nose, kind of like chloroform. Yeah. You pull out your handkerchief and just kind of dab a bunch of ether onto it and then grab Barnard from behind and just sort of smother him with it. Um, it's all right. Just take a deep breath. It's fine. And just, just making hot, like, complete anguished faces at Alistair. Like, this is the most awful thing she's ever had to yeah. do. Yeah, and Barnard <laughs> is sort of struggling in your arms a little bit. Oh, and then, this is so horrible. And then you, you, you kind of feel him sort of going limp and he just sort of sinks to the ground. Just sort of like. She definitely burst out crying at that point because that's like horrific. Yeah. Okay, Alistair walks away from Bernard and Madame Sway, looks down at. I'm guessing she's on the floor with yeah, yeah. Benjamin. And um, he just looks at her and says, I have two questions. First, how can that thing be your son? I want you to explain. She sort of looks up and tear-stained, sort of shaking her head. I suppose there's no harm now. 
my husband and I, we were servants of powers you could not comprehend. And the night Benjamin was conceived was the holiest of nights for it doesn't matter and his his father died in the war and I've done my best but isn't he isn't he beautiful my son it's not a word I would use to describe him I'm not going to pretend I understand what what you just said about powers I can't comprehend. But one thing I do understand. This thing went out and murdered people. Innocent people just going about their lives. And when it wasn't doing that, it was being kept in a pit. Being fed the organs of the sick. There is no justification for what has been done in this town. You and that doctor have essentially been playing God. I'm sorry, but I'm glad that we've stopped that today. (laughs) Playing God. You don't know the meaning of the word. Oh, shut up. Your God is dead. Enlighten me. (laughs) To even hear his name would tear a mind such as yours asunder. He has powers you cannot possibly imagine. At that point, Alistair just thinks that he's not going to make get any sense out of her. He's just going to say, Fine. Keep your secrets. And then, he, Alistair turns around, walks back over to Madame Sway and, um, Bernard, see how he's doing. He's pretty much unconscious now. She's well, she's smothered him pretty effectively. But I mean, physically. I mean, <laughs> I didn't see much of what actually happened to him in the fight where I was engaged and everything. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he's he's got a quite nasty kind of cut across the front and up his back, like his his coat has been completely torn and there's scratches and that up there. It doesn't look like he actually took too much damage from that. Like he maybe caught um, the Benjamin by um, surprise by just going fucking nuts on him. Um, <laughs> Wailing on him. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's, he's like I say, he's looking pretty battered. His clothes are all torn up and everything. And he is bleeding a bit from the front, but like he's not like life-threatening. Right. Um, but yeah, he's just sort of... Even sedated, he's just kind of twitching every now and then. Okay, so um, at this point, Alistair puts his gun away. Mm-hmm to its holster um, does his coat up looks to Adam's way and says we need to try and get him out of here I don't know where we'd take him the police will be coming they will be here soon if not in a short while how long do you think it'll take us to pack and leave on the next train I honestly couldn't tell you is the um, the doctor's car still parked out front we can't see it from here, but you can't imagine it would have gone anywhere. It was because um, I mean the doctor and the orderly were with the um, with right. the lady out here. That's so right. 
If the doctor's car is still out front, and the orderly has the key, maybe we can take that. I'll go and check. Stay with Bernard. Checking the orderly. Checking the orderly for the keys. Yeah, okay. Uh, can I get a... Um, it's not spot hidden because it's not hidden. Just an, in- just an intelligent check. You're just kind of patting him down looking for stuff. Oh, 44. 44? Uh, yeah, you were only for 45. So yeah, you um, you pat him down. He's kind of covered in blood, um, but you find the keys in his pocket. Right. So, um, okay. Alistair pulls the keys out. Mm-hmm. Yes. I have the keys. What are we going to do with her? She's just going to point to Lady Druid. Mm-hmm. Narrowed like eyes. <laughs> well... Maybe we should leave her here to explain this away to the police. I don't think anyone's going to believe her. Yes, and it's more likely we'll be the ones held responsible for all these... death. At least some of them. Shall we just leave, then? Take our... Take a chance at just fleeing this place? Or do we face responsibility and wait for the police to arrive? I mean, we could still put um, Bernard in the car until they arrive, but I don't know. What do you think, Alistair? I think if we put Bernard in the car and leave him on his own for the police to arrive, then God knows what's going to be done with him. As for you and me, we're strangers in this town. I've already been cautioned by the police. I know we're suspects and they'll probably blame everything on us anyway even if they see this monster lying here they're not gonna persecute Lady Druid no but they would persecute us Bernard if we us and Bernard if we left him here I don't feel right leaving him here and I say we run we take the car we get out of Twine on Sea and we leave the lady and Benjamin here for the police to see with their own eyes. Maybe then, slim as chance it'll be, they'll take what we said seriously. What else can we do? Running seems the only good option. We're damned if we do, and we're damned if we don't. Help me with Bernard, then. Get him up. Certainly. Okay, so the two of you... Um, load uh, Barnard's uh, sleeping form into the car um, strap him in the, the back bit of it you can see this is actually a sort of primitive not primitive it's a it's kind of an ambulance there is a stretcher in the back you can put him on we'll do that um, start the engine starts fine and you head as fast as you can out of town passing police cars as you go but they don't stop because they you know no no reason not looking for an ambulance no and you leave the town of Twine on Sea behind you and this strange mystery so what your characters do from now on is up to you but you've hunted and killed the monster that was terrorising the town at great personal cost for some more than others 
but the town in your wake is now safe. For now. Who knows what lies on the horizon? Okay, that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, We'll be back next week with the second of our July World Anvil Summer Camp 2019 uh, World Building bonus episodes. And our next story episode, episode 55, uh, the start of a brand new uh, three-part D&D story, uh, will be available, as usual, in two weeks' time on Thursday, the 1st of August. Uh, So we hope you'll all tune back in for that one. Uh, Remember also to submit your questions and comments for our special Q&A episode uh, about this Cthulhu storyline by Saturday, the 3rd of August, at the latest. Uh, in the meantime, you can get in contact with us on Twitter and Facebook, both of which we are at Pretend With Dice. You can also email us at pretendingwithdice at outlook.com. Uh, if you're an iTunes or Apple podcast user, it'd be really great if you could leave us a rating and review. Uh, it all helps us to find new listeners, and we'd just love to hear what you all think of the podcast. Uh, so for now, uh, that's our show. I hope you all enjoyed it. We'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.